Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Good to see you in the house of the Lord uh, today. Uh, if you have your Bibles, would you go ahead and turn with me to the book of Acts. Book of Acts, chapter 1. We'll be reading verses 9 through 11. And the title of my message today is called, That Moment. That Moment. There's going to be a moment in time that we don't want to miss. No way. It's going to be a moment. A moment in time. We must be ready for God help us to be ready for that moment. Acts chapter 1. Verses 9 through 11. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come, so shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you. For your promises. Thank you, Lord, for your commandments. Thank you for filling us with the Spirit of our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we can be empowered to get ready for this occasion. But, Lord, more than importantly, help us to be determined and diligent in our quest to be there, to be caught up in that time with him. Help us, Lord, to see how important it is that we prepare now for that time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is the time that the Bible records when Jesus had already resurrected. He already had his resurrected body. He had already been changed. Everything about his body had been changed. He is got his disciples that he's given in the last minute instructions to. And as he finished those instructions, you know what happened to him? He took off. Praise God. Yeah. They saw him ascend into heaven. And they couldn't help but just gaze. Can you imagine? What that felt like is he went up into the clouds, and we know there were clouds that day because it says so. Mm -hmm. And as he went up and they saw him go behind the cloud, they kept looking up in there. Maybe we'll see him again. Maybe he'll pop up. Maybe we'll see more of him. And while they were still looking, there was two angels beside them, and they gave them instruction. Don't stand here gazing. Get ready. Because this very same Lord that you see going up in like manner is going to come back. Mm -hmm. 
here. He's coming back. It's his plan. And he's gone right now to prepare a place for me and you. He's getting a place ready to take us to. He's getting a place ready called heaven. The new earth, the new, the new heaven that he's preparing for us. And he's also promised us that where he goes, we can go too. That he's going to come and take us there. It's his promise. Do you believe his promise today? Amen. Our part is to be ready for that day when that promise is fulfilled. Yes. Our part is to be ready for the day when he comes to take his bride away. Our part is to be ready and focused and waiting on that day. Praying for that day. Asking for that day. Begging for that day. That's our part. Our part is to be ready and to work until he comes back to do the kingdom work of God. To see people come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. To be his witnesses. To be his ambassadors. To be his representatives to a lost and dying world. And let me tell you what, it's more lost than it's ever been and it's more dead than it's ever been. Amen. Amen. This world needs Christians. This world needs people who are called by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This, this world needs people who are filled with the Holy Ghost of God, who are not afraid to tell people how they got the Holy Ghost, where it came from, and the Savior that died for them. We, never, we need to get busy. There's too many people dying. And if we're not careful, we'll get focused on everything but that. Mm -hmm. We've got to stay focused on that. And that's what these angels were telling these men. That's what these men saw and these women saw that they died for. They gave their lives for. When they came and told them, renounce Jesus Christ. Quit preaching in his name. They couldn't do it. You know why? They watched him go up into glory. And they knew he was coming back for them. They chose to die for him. They would not deny him. Are we that brave? Are we that filled? Are we that strong? Are we in that much love with our Savior? Do we believe the promise of God that he is coming back? Do we believe those things? Amen. When you look at the scripture, it ain't something new. It's not something that Jesus just came up with. It's something that the Father foretold way, way ahead of Christ ever coming. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. Daniel was having a bit. I love night visions about Jesus Christ. Don't y'all? I love when I dream about the Lord. I love when I have visions about the Lord. I love when I know it's Him. And He's talking to me. It does something to me. Does it you? Daniel wrote this down. He said in Daniel 7, 13, I saw in the night visions and behold, one like the Son of Man come with the clouds of heaven. Hallelujah. Daniel was privileged to see this. Amen. The book of Daniel tells us and proclaims to us when Jesus Christ comes, he would be known as the Son of Man. Do you know how Jesus Christ referred to himself? As the Son of Man. Amen. Amen. When, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel got thrown in that fire furnace, guess who was in there with them? One that looked like the Son of Man. He didn't just look like the Son of Man. He was the Son of Man. Yeah. Amen. Jesus has been around. Amen. He was here then. He's here now. He'll be here forever. And there ain't nothing anybody can do about it. Right. 
Amen. Matthew, Jesus said this, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great, great glory. We want to try to change the governments now. We want to try to change, and we should. But what we need to do is, instead of changing the government, we need to change the lives of people and the hearts of people around us that we have access to. Amen? Amen. You're not going to do that with a vote. You're going to do that with the witness and the power of the Holy Spirit as you go out and tell people how great He is. Amen. Amen. And they're ready to hear that. They're ready to respond to that. They need that right now. Amen. And the, the people, the governments that are changing, the woke people, all these people, listen to me. When they see Him coming, they're going to know who He is and they are going to go from woke to being awakened. Uh-oh, we were wrong. Amen. I don't want to be in that number, do you? I don't want to be woke. I want to be awakened now. I want to know that he is who he said he was. That he is coming back. That he is Lord God Almighty. That he is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That he lived, that he died, that he rose again, and that he's coming back. We need to share that with everybody. Amen. And not only do we need to share it, we need to get our own selves excited about it. You know what? We've been ho-hum way too long. Ho-hum. Ho-hum. We need to get excited. We need to be excited about our Lord is coming. He's coming in the power and the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Mark 13, 26 and Luke 21, 27 both tell the same identical thing that Matthew said, told us in Matthew 24. Revelation 1 and 7. Let's, let's look at this. Behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Those people who make fun of us now those people who say you holy rollers, you bigots, and they talk about when they see him, that's all over with. It's all. They're going to weep. They're going to well, oh no, it's true. He's real. We know he's real now. Amen. We need to share that. We need to tell that to people. We have children that need to know that. We have parents that need to know that. We have husbands and wives that need to know that. We've got grandchildren that need to know he's real, he's alive, he's real, <coughs> and he's coming back. Amen. Amen. He's coming back. This same Jesus who saved us, cleansed us by his blood, filled us with his spirit, is coming back to get us. Do you believe that? No government can stop it. No military can stop it. And no man can prevent it from taking place. This is what it should keep us going. The question is, do you believe it? And the bigger question is, if you believe it, are you living like you believe it? We've been doing a lot of studying on our Wednesday nights. And we've realized a common theme from Deuteronomy. You know what that common theme is? Do it. You can say it all you want to. 
You can tell the whole world how you feel. But until you do it, it means absolutely nothing. Amen. 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 It don't really do a bit of good to tell people what you know. You need to tell people who you know and live like you know him. Listen to me. Those are the people he's coming back for. Amen. Not the ones who just say it. Not the ones who just know it. But the ones who do it. That's who he's coming back for. Amen. So they can't prevent it. This is why it keeps us going. So we need to roll up our sleeves. Amen. And tell people that Jesus saves. Amen. Jesus saves. Witness for him. Share him. Learn of him. Teach him. <laughs> Amen. Live for him. Walk in him. Because we don't know the day or the hour he's coming. Now the scriptures that I read to you earlier are the scriptures that was written where the whole world's going to see him. But there's also a coming that he's going to have that's, that's not what that's about. We call it the rapture. We call it Jesus Christ coming in the clouds to get his church. Amen. Amen. Are you ready? Now listen to me. Don't just sit there and say, yeah, I'm ready. Go home today, look in the mirror. Look at your life. Look at what you're doing. Not what you say you're doing or what you say you believe. Look at what you're doing. And ask yourself, am I ready for that day? Amen. You see, there's going to be a whole lot of people when he comes in the rapture that ain't going nowhere. They're going to know some things. They're going to have been taught some things. But they have done nothing. You say, well, you're not saved by works. No, you're not. But you're saved unto works. He's coming for a people who's watching, waiting, and working. He's coming for a people who believes he's coming back. He's coming for a people who's living like he's coming back. And it's been far too long that the church of the living God, the church of Jesus Christ, has lived like they don't even believe he's coming back. We have lived so carnally. We have lived so worldly that we've forgotten what the Bible tells us how we're supposed to live and the people that we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be people that look down our noses. We are all broken. Every person in this room, including me, are here. I'm a broken man today. Amen. And when people come to the doors lost, they're broken too. And this is the place where they can get put back together. Amen. This is the only place where they can get put back together. Do you want to see that? Now sometimes we've got to look past what they look like. Sometimes we've got to look past who we know they are. And sometimes we just got to love them, pray for them, and keep telling them about Jesus. Because, see, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the only one who can take the broken vessel and put it back together and make it whole again. Amen. Amen. 
We got to give him that opportunity and quit trying to judge people. Amen? When a person of a different culture comes in that door, when a person of a different color comes in that door, when a person that don't dress like you think they ought to dress comes through that door, they come through that door broken. <coughs> and you can tell them all you want to what they're supposed to look like, but until Jesus gets a hold of them, it ain't going to mean nothing to them. All they're going to do is look at us and say, well, them people, the audacity of them tell them, tell me I need to change the way I look. Let the Holy Spirit do that. Amen. But first, they got to have Him. Yeah. Amen? Right. I don't mean letting someone come in and, and just doing ugly, filthy stuff in the church. But there's a lot of people who really don't know. That's right. They don't know. They really don't know. And when they come through those doors, they come the best they can. We need to introduce them to a Savior that can make them all they can be. Amen. Not in my notes, by the way. Before he shows himself to the world, he's coming back for his church. You believe that? I'm fixing to give you some scriptures. These are hallelujah scriptures to me. Listen to this. John 14 and 3. Jesus is speaking. See, Paul's not the only one who wrote about the, second, uh, the, the rapture of the church. Jesus taught it. Mm -hmm. And people who don't believe in the rapture of the church, I just can't fathom or understand it. He's going to come get us. You believe that? Do you? John chapter 14, verse 3. And if he, Jesus speaking, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Hallelujah. And I will receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Matthew 24, verse 27. Look at what Jesus described his coming. The rapture. Listen to this. This is Jesus' word. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Does that sound like he's going to land? You know what that sounds like? That if you get a glimpse of him, that's all you're going to get. You ever seen it lightning? You see a bolt of lightning and it's gone. Brother Gary, what scripture do you say that was? This is Matthew chapter 24, verse 27. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself, <laughs> he ain't going to send an angel after us, Brother Steve. He's going to come himself. Glory to God. It's a special day, an ultra special day. A day that he's proclaimed his day, the day of the Lord, the day he's coming back, and he's not sending anybody. He's coming himself. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. He's coming himself. He said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God. Well, and listen to this. And the dead in Christ are going to come up. They're going to rise up. Amen. 
from the dead. Amen? Amen. <laughs> then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together. That means all of us going up at the same time with all those dead folks. Can you just imagine? <laughs> Listen to me. I got some people I love so much that are in grave right now. And when that happens, we're going to look, and there they're going to be. We're going to look different, but there we're going to be. Everyone else, we're going to know each other. In that moment, in the, in the, like a flash of lightning, it's going to happen. Boom, we're out of here. I don't want to miss that moment. Amen. Amen. I don't want to miss that blink of an eye. Do you? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then which we are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Now look at this. To meet Jesus. To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever. Be with them. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. Paul explained it again. This is very important stuff. That's why they keep saying it over and over and over and over. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Now listen to this. And we shall all be changed. I want, I want to just talk to y'all just a second about what that means. Did you know when our Savior Jesus Christ died He didn't have any blood left in His body? Did y'all know that? You know why He didn't have it? He was the Lamb of God sacrificed for the sins of the world. You know how they killed the Lamb? Do you? They put his little head in the lock gate and they put a bowl under him and they cut his throat while he was alive. And the blood literally ran out of the lamb until it died. You know what killed our Savior? He gave every ounce of blood that he had. That's why he kept on saying, I'm thirsty. And the last thing they did was run up to him with a spear and pierced his side. What came out? Water and the blood. He had done bled profusely. He had given all he had for me and you. Paul says, flesh and blood, are you listening? Mm -hmm. Cannot inherit the kingdom of God. When we go to heaven, in that moment, that's the reason Paul says you're going to be changed. In that moment, you're going to be changed. You're not going to go there with blood in your body. You're not going to go there with flesh. Look at this bruise. That ain't never going to happen to me again when I get caught up with him. You see this bald head? Well, we all may be bald. You see the wrinkles? All gone. The diseases that you have? No more. You're not going to be flesh and blood. You're going to look like yourself. But when Jesus resurrected, 
Hebrews tells us that he had already been to the Father. He had already carried that bowl of his blood. He had already sacrificed it for us. He had already made a way for us to be forgiven. He didn't have that blood in him no more. He laid it all out. He didn't have a body that could be hurt. He didn't have a body that physics could hold him down. He could walk through a wall. He could appear and disappear. We're going to be changed into that. Because the scripture tells us we are going to be like him. And I believe that, don't you? Because we can't go to heaven the way we are. Amen. Those people that come up out of the grave, I don't know what they're going to do. Some of us have seen our loved ones just wilt. They don't look like that when it catches them up. Amen. They're going to look good, beautiful, glorious. Resurrected in that moment, it's going to happen that quick. In a moment, amen. And you know what? In that moment, we're going to be so glad. We're going to be so glad that we were saved. We're going to be so glad that we live for Jesus. We're going to be so glad that when we were angry and we wanted to cut somebody out, we didn't because the power of God prevented us from doing it. We're going to be so glad that when we wanted to hit somebody, we didn't do it because we knew it wouldn't please our Lord. We're going to be so glad that we shared the gospel with children and adults and the ones that heard us and the ones that received him because of our witness are going to be flying up with us. Oh, glory. You're going to be glad for everything you did for Jesus. You're going to be so glad. When? In that moment. In that moment. It's all going to make sense. In that moment. You're going to understand everything you knew and why you did it. And you're going to be looking at the one you did it for. That's why he's going to come back. We're going to get to see him right off the bat. We're not going to see anybody else. When we get caught up in that moment, there he's going to be. I can't wait. I can't tell you enough. How much I want that moment. Do you? How bad do you want? Enough to do what he's told you to do? Enough to obey him? Enough to do the great and glorious works of our Savior, Jesus Christ? Remember what that angel said to them people? Don't stand here gazing. I had, I'm sure he's not here today. I have an issue. When I get up and get in my room that's facing the east, I can't help but look that way. I just can't help it because I know one of these days when that sun rises over there, that the Son of Man is coming from that way. Like rising, he said. He's coming from the east and he's going to the west across this world. It's going to happen in a moment. They talk about these supersonic jets and these supersonic ballistic missiles. They ain't got nothing on Jesus. He's ultra supersonic. And he's going to surround this planet 
in that moment, in the blink of an eye, like lightning across the sky. And when he does, everybody who is called by his name is going to catapult into glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, not only are you coming up to meet me, I'm going to take you with me and you're going to be with me forever and ever and ever and ever. Do you want that? How bad do you want that? Because he's coming for people. He's waiting and watching who hadn't been standing there gazing but they've rolled up their sleeves and they've done the real true kingdom work of Jesus Christ to see as many people come to him and know him as we possibly can Let me ask you this question. I'm fixing to close. <clears throat> Have you really and truly put your best effort out? <clears throat> you know what this, this country, this church needs? We need a come to Jesus meeting. Amen? We need to come to Jesus. Bow before Him. Apologize to Him. For not being the people he's called us to be. Hey, we need to apologize to him for every time we argued, every time we failed, every time we misspoke, every time we condemned somebody else, every time we didn't forgive someone, every time we need to bow down and say, Lord, forgive me. <clears throat> Help me from this day forward. See, because he gives us a new day every day. Do y'all know that? Every day we can have a brand new day. And let's say, Lord, from this day forward, I want to be that person. I want to be that man. I want to be that woman. I want to be that wife. I want to be that husband who is ready when that moment takes place. And I promise you, listen to me, in that moment, Brother Steve, we're going to be so glad that we were ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because nothing's going to stop him from coming. He's not going to wait on you to get ready. Let me sit in the microphone. He's not going to wait on you to get ready. Amen. <laughs> If you're not ready when he comes, you're not going with him. And there's a whole other different way then that you'll have to do to get there. We're not here to talk about that. We're talking about in this moment, in this moment, that moment. Are you ready for that moment? Would you stand? Before he comes back and shows himself to the world, he's coming back for us. The Bible tells us that when he comes back to show himself to the world, we're going to be with him. 
Amen. We're already there. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes, examine yourself. Don't worry, don't worry about the person next to you. Don't worry about saying, I wish brother so-and-so would have heard this and sister so-and-so would hear this. Worry about yourself. We can't change anybody but ourselves. Would you allow the Lord to do that? Would you call on His name? Will you look forward to that day? Paul instructs us to pray for this day. Pray that He would come. And when we see this world way it is, we ought to pray even more. We ought to thank God for our families, if we have our families here in the will of the Lord. We ought to thank God every day for that. There's a lot of people who don't. So we still have much work to do. So don't stand there gazing. Roll up your sleeves. And let's be about the business of our Savior. Tell people about Jesus. Let's be a witness. Let's live our lives pleasing to Him. It don't matter about pleasing man. Only God. Do you feel like you're ready. This altar call is your opportunity to make sure that you are. As I studied this lesson, and looked at it last week, this week, got it all written down this morning. I really, I got emotional with it. You know what my simple prayer was? I had Brother Steve come back here and lay hands on me and pray for me. Whoever came out here. My simple prayer was, Lord, forgive me. A sinner. I just want to be usable. I want to be an ambassador for him. I want to preach Jesus Christ, Him crucified, His death, His burial, His resurrection, His ascension, His outpouring of the Spirit, and that He's coming back. We've got to get ready. Every day we live is a day closer to that day. Paul, in his day, was looking for that to happen. Peter was looking for that to happen. John was looking for that to happen until the day they drew their last breath. They were looking for Him to come. He didn't. You know why? For me and you. But God, 2,000 years later, here we stand, saved, because He's waited this long.
anyone else.